In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Kellen Finney is here to talk about his podcast, Cannabis in 10. Kellen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm really doing great. We were talking before we got on. This is a, such a cool concept, and I'm just surprised that more people haven't jumped on it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Cannabis in 10 is kind of like the cliff notes of the dime. We did an episode with your co-host, Brian Fields, but for people that didn't hear the episode, let's start off by maybe talking a little bit about the dime. Just share with everybody what the dime is about. Yeah, so The Dime is a a podcast that Brian, my business partner, and myself put together. And it really is focused on providing a platform to have conversations with industry leaders in the cannabis space, right? Um, We talk to CEOs of publicly traded multi-state operators. We talk to doctors operating in the space. We talk to scientists. So we try to cover the whole entire industry to gain a deeper understanding of kind of the landscape of cannabis right now. Yeah. And you guys both come at cannabis from a little bit different place where your expertise is more technical and Brian's got a more marketing. And so no matter what the guest is, one of you guys has a little experience. That's sort of the game plan. You bounce it off of each other, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And there's another level to it as well. Brian's on the East Coast. I'm a West Coast guy too. So we typically have a little East Coast, West Coast rivalry going on from a conversational standpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, The Dime is a very successful show, which is kind of rolls me into my next question. What prompted you to create a companion show? And so it it really came down to the, the simple fact when we were listening to other podcasts, it's challenging to commit to an episode of say an hour or even longer. If you don't know the topic, if you don't know the guest, if you're kind of unfamiliar with it, And so probably the easiest way to understand that was to try to condense it down for individuals that were trying to experiment, see if it's something they're interested in, right? And so by condensing those episodes down to try to just highlight, like you said earlier, the cliff notes of the conversation. And and realistically, what we do with Cannabis in 10 is we try to highlight what the guest is communicating during that episode. And if you want to hear more of the, the conversation and the dialogue that's associated with some of the the points that they make, then you can jump into the full episode, mm-hmm. right? And be able to expand on some of those points. But realistically, Cannabis Intent is someone who, who's only got a, a quick minute, wants to see if it's a topic they want to learn more about. And then that way, they're not committing too much of their time and their resources to learning about that new topic. Yeah, I think it's great. You can go through a whole series of episodes at 10 minutes and basically binge on them. And if you find one that you like, then you click on the dime and you go through the whole thing. But to reduce a 45-minute show down to 10 minutes, that's not easy to do. What are some of the things that you have to do in order to make that happen? So it's a lot of editing, right? <laughs> and realistically, we focus on the guest. The premise of it is to try to bring awareness to what our guest is doing in the industry, whether they're a thought leader, a scientist, or 
bring attention to some of their brands that they're moving in the industry, if you will. And so that right there with that single focus, that's how we edit the episodes. So there's not going to be a lot of dialogue between Brian and myself speaking on our opinions associated with the point they make. Realistically, we're just trying to condense what the, the guest is doing. And that's where the main focus really focuses on from an editing standpoint is what they're communicating and everything else is kind of just uh, fluff at that point. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's really about the guest. As a matter of fact, I have a clip. We can play this clip um, with Robert Beasley from Fluent. Let me just play this clip real quickly. To them and they tell me how they're going to do this thing in Florida and I tell them they're not going to. The thing they're doing in Florida isn't ready for yet because... They flew over here on a plane, but the market didn't come that fast. And so you can look at that as an example of where you're headed. But then the trick is, what's the pathway between here and there? How do we bring those customers along? How do we get them acquainted to this product? Because I can throw a Western product, a California product on my shelves, and it flies off the shelves out West and it doesn't move here because they're not ready for it. They haven't been educated to accept it yet. I mean, this is a perfect example of East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, it's just thing, and that's beautiful how that worked in there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to play that episode before this. <laughs> it's awesome. But it was a great episode, and you really gave some insight in that I never would have thought about. And you think about, you hear these West Coast brands, California is really the epicenter of some of these well-known brands. It doesn't necessarily mean that in Maryland, they have any idea what that brand is. Yeah, 100%. And Robert was referring to cookies there, um, trying to just bring their brand in and be like, this works in California. Here, it should just sell out. We don't need to do anything in Florida. And it just goes to show you that you would assume that, but unless you have conversations with people that are operating boots on the ground, you would never even know that, hey, that's not the case. You know what I mean? So that's what's also beautiful about it. And if you want to learn more about what Robert has to say as far as the East and the West Coast brands go, you can go into that episode and he elaborates on it further. Yeah. And what a great get. That was a super good interview and so many levels, but that particular aspect of it, I was like, again, that's a point that I hadn't thought about. It makes perfect sense. But when you're in it as deep as we are, sometimes it's hard to see the forest from the trees. I had an interview with people from Gage and they did a partnership with cookies and they're just like killing it in yep. Michigan with cookies. And you just assume man, everybody should be trying to get that cookies license. But it doesn't necessarily mean gold for everybody. It depends on where you are. Yeah, totally. I couldn't agree more. I think that every state has kind of a different demographic. A large portion of the population in Florida is an older generation, like the baby boomers. Yeah. That's where they all retired. The brand that you're marketing in Florida has to be significantly different because the demographic is different. Good point. It's not Coke and Pepsi. Exactly. It's <laughs> totally not Coke and Pepsi, right? That is for sure. That is for sure. Well, you know what I like to do on every episode? I like to, to share some advice or some guidance for people, but normally it's for aspiring podcasters. But I think today maybe what I would like to do is talk more to the podcasters that are already out there that are doing a show and maybe you can give them some do's and don'ts on doing a companion show. It's not for everybody. It's a heavy lift to do a companion show, but maybe you can give some of the do's and don'ts and also some of the intangibles that you realize from this. Yeah, no, I think that some of the things to be aware of before you kind of jump into it is it is extra work. There is a whole additional labor that you're committing to from the editing standpoint and making it clean and kind of 
condensing and distilling the points from it. But with that being said, I think that if you're looking to expand your engagement for your podcast, creating a companion show that's highlighting certain aspects like we have, I think is a great way to broaden the audience, if you will. I think some things that really did work is growing organically, kind of just slowly implementing change over time. It's been, this is two years now before we launched the companion show of just working on the original podcast and trying to perfect that before we moved on to something new. The other thing I think is a do is video, which we are just now starting to get in. A lot of comments about our current podcast, The Dime, has been it's been mentioned that podcasts tend to do really well with video as well. When you associate video, it, again, it increases the channels that you can generate engagement for. So I think that that's something that I would highly recommend to people that are getting into podcasting is really approach it with an understanding that like, if you want to be really successful in this space, <clears throat> you're going to need to implement other channels to increase engagement and um, other content, right? And so audio is one content, video is another content, adjusting both of those to create other unique form factors to deliver the information to the public. I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. You don't want to miss any channel. If there's a listener out there and he's on a channel and you're not providing him access to your show, you're missing an opportunity. And <laughs> I want to almost refer to this as a gateway drug. <laughs> it's a gateway to the dime. <laughs> well, check out a new episode of Cannabis in 10 on all major podcast uh, sites. And again, <laughs> to get hooked on the dime, maybe this is your gateway drug. Kellen, always great to talk to you. Thanks for being on the show today. Always great. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.